0: The homilies or sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at St. Edward Catholic Church in Ashland, Ohio, a parish of the Diocese of Cleveland. Each homily is preceded by a reading of the Gospel of the Day. All these homilies are the same in content as those preached. They have been recreated to improve the sound quality of the podcast. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke jesus said to his disciples i have come to set the earth on fire and how i wish it were already blazing there is a baptism with which i must be baptized and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished do you think that i have come to establish peace on earth no i tell you but rather division from now on a household of five will be divided three against two and two against three a father will be divided against his son and a son against his father, a mother against her daughter, and a daughter against her mother, a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. The Gospel of the Lord. In some strange way, it's kind of reassuring, isn't it? I mean, it's not every day we hear Jesus say, I do not come to bring peace, but division. But as we look around today, we probably see a lot more division than we do peace. Many things divide us. Some of them are simple and unimportant, like which sports team we root for. Although, having recently been to Birmingham, Alabama, where it appears the whole state is divided into either Alabama or Auburn supporters, I'm not sure that such loyalties are considered simple and unimportant by all. Yes, I know, O-H-I-O. Some issues that divide us Are much more important, such as who will run the country. I can't remember a more divisive election. But even beyond that, we can be divided by what we believe about morality, truth, and faith. God created us with a free will, the freedom to make decisions about what we will believe and how we will live. In this country, we experience that freedom perhaps more than anywhere else in the world, since it is a part of our national DNA given the principles of freedom on which this country was founded. This country was created based on a concept of freedom that was unique in the world at the time. But sometimes we forget that the freedom to govern and decide how we will live is subject to a greater power that created not only a country and government, but a planet and all the people who live there. The free will God gave us at our creation ultimately was designed for us to make one critical free will choice. Who will we serve? Who will be our God? What will we believe? If we choose God, then the rest of the choices should be easier. For the fire of the Holy Spirit that Jesus longed to set ablaze still burns brightly in His church, in the scriptures, the sacraments, in its tradition, and in its teaching authority. However, just as Jesus promised, the truth does not bring peace, but division. Making a choice for God does impact our freedom going forward. If we say we believe in the teachings of the Church, then those who choose not to may be opposed to our position, especially if our beliefs are perceived to have an impact on their freedom. It is not easy to speak the truth. Just ask Jeremiah. In the first reading, he is simply proclaiming the Word of God as revealed to him as God's prophet. But it is not what the people want to hear. So rather than change their behavior to comply with God's direction, they try to kill the messenger. And so, truth leads to division. This is not new in the church or in the gospel. What is separating the sheep from the goats if it is not division? What is separating the weeds from the wheat? if not division? Does the narrow gate not divide the few from the many? But today there is a move in our society to eliminate division by minimizing or denying truth. Some politicians would have us believe that they have found a compromised position on the issue of life, specifically abortion. While claiming to be practicing Catholics and being personally opposed to abortion, They argue that they vote for and support pro-abortion legislation, funding, and regulations as part of support for women's freedom to choose, government staying out of personal issues, or some other such baloney. The reason I bring this up is that the church has a responsibility to instruct the faithful, and when a position such as this is repeated over and over in the national media, it can begin through simple, unrefuted repetition to sound like an acceptable position. It is not acceptable. It's a lie. This claim has no more validity than a person claiming to be personally opposed to drug abuse, but dealing heroin and cocaine because they support a person's right to choose what they put in their body. These so-called Catholic politicians, and I can name Catholic Republicans and Democrats who are pro-abortion, have a right to support abortion if they wish. But how dare they claim to practice the faith of the Catholic Church while they do it? The Church has always uncompromisingly embraced life and opposed abortion from the earliest days. This is a truth that will not change, and those who deny this truth separate themselves from the Church. And no political spin or double talk will change that. As much as we would like to, it does not seem that the Church will ever be able to eliminate sin. If that was the likely outcome of our efforts, I doubt Jesus would have spent so much time talking about judgment. But the Church's role in addressing this issue is not to judge these people, but to save them and those who might be led astray by them. The purpose of preaching truth, whether it be about life to mistaken Catholics, or about Jesus as Savior and Lord to non-believers, is that they would be saved. For us, the vision is not a call to judgment, but a call to love. For our side is not only the side of truth, but also the side of love and mercy. Proclaiming one truth of the church does not free us from practicing the others, which include truly loving our neighbor, even those from whom we are separated, no matter what they believe and praying and working for their salvation. In John chapter 17, Jesus prays to the Father on behalf of his disciples in these words, Because the words you gave to me I have given to them, and they accepted them and truly understood that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for the ones you have given me, because they are yours. I gave them your word, and the world hated them because they do not belong to the world. Consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. I pray not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, so that they may all be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. This is fantastic news. Jesus and the Father are one, and that makes this the most effective prayer. He prays not for the world, but for those who believe. And here is the most awesome part, for those who will believe in him through their word. That, praise God, is us, that we may all be one. Jesus, the most effective prayer in the history of the world, one with the Father, now seated at his right hand, prayed for us, that we would be one with he and the Father. But not only us, but also all who would come to believe in him. This is why the truth is so important. Because it is through the preaching of the truth that we will be one with Jesus and the Father, not only now, but forever. Not only us, but all who would believe through the teaching of the Church, founded by and through the Word of the Apostles. While truth may create division, it also ultimately leads us to peace, the true peace that comes from being one with the Father, Son, and Spirit. It is only through knowing the truth that we can rid ourselves of every burden and sin, that clings to us, and persevere in running the race that lies before us, while keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the leader and perfecter of our faith. Send questions or comments regarding this podcast to DeaconJoe2017 at gmail.com.